Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to AEW Recap. I am your host, Jim Bernier, a.k.a. J Dash of the Shooting Gallery Wrestling Podcast. And welcome to another edition of Recap, as we are going to break down AEW from this week. This podcast is not going to be as long as our Raw and our SmackDown ones. This is only going to be about 30 minutes. Of course, it's because I'm the only one here, and my partner in crime, Carlos, the wrestling movie guy, is currently busy. So, you can follow him at the Wrestling Movie G. Follow me at PWNSGWP or the Shooting Gallery Wrestling Podcast YouTube page. You can follow us there, catch our videos, and listen to us on Anchor as well. Just go to anchor.com slash shooting gallery podcast and we should pop right up. I really appreciate it. So how's the recap going to be structured in this show? We're going to go over four subjects that happened in the show itself of AEW. From matches to uh, intros or promotions to interesting storylines to videos, whatever. Whatever happens on the show, we're going to pick four of them to go after and talk about. And we're going to talk about one that's off the show, like something that's news-related to the AEW, a star coming to AEW, or vice versa. But let's get it going. Seeing that this is only going to be a 30-minute show, I'm not going to let you guys sit here and listen to one guy talk about the AEW for hours. So here we go. So let's start off the show with a little freshly squeezed orange. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy. Made his debut on AEW Dynamite this week as he took on Jimmy Havoc. We have seen that these two have built up a little feud between each other. It's been brewing for the last two weeks. It made it very known last week when Jimmy Havoc jumped over the barrier to give an inverted DDT to uh, Cassidy outside the ring between a Trent match last week on AEW. So... Something's building up between Jimmy Havoc. And Jimmy Havoc has started to come fond with Kit Sabian and Penelope Ford. Interesting combination there. But you can start seeing the buildup. Can you see it? Cassidy and the best friends are taking on Kit Sabian and Jimmy Havoc. It's an interesting storyline. But what's so big about Mr. Freshly Squeeze Orange Cassidy? He made his debut. And we all know his actions... There's furious late kicks. But one thing for sure, I'm sorry, but there's one Superman punch, and it's not from Roman Reigns. That's Orange Cassidy's finisher. He nailed it against Jimmy Havoc. One, two, three, ring the damn bell. Cassidy wins his first AEW match on AEW Dynamite, and it was enjoyable. It was awesome. It was a match that really kicked off the storyline between Havoc and Cassidy and Skip Sabian and the best friends. It's going to be an awesome buildup. And the reason why it's going to be, be an awesome buildup, and why am I saying awesome buildup? Because in four weeks from today, Shooting Gallery Wrestling Podcast live stream reaction of Double or Nothing. Come join us and the crew of the ProfessionalWrestlingNewsroom.com as we break down pre-show action of the events of Double or Nothing, and we enjoy the pay-per-view that is Double or Nothing. That is on May 23rd, four weeks away. Let the countdown begin. It's Double or Nothing, AEW's pay-per-view. Let's go. 
Let's go to the second subject. As you can tell, I'm getting excited to talk about this. AEW is all about excitement, ladies and gentlemen. And one thing about the AEW that really makes my blood boil is how they can screw up the ranking system. You know, in the AEW, we're supposed to have a ranking system that gives wrestlers the opportunity to be champions. But wait, we're all about wins and losses here in the AEW, aren't we? Now, apparently, you don't have to be all about the wins and losses in the AEW. You just have to have some manager to help you get into the rankings. So let's go over the rankings of the AEW Championship Belt. As you know, the champion is John Moxley. He is the beast. He is the face of the AEW as of now. Right? The number one contender is Cody at 7-1. and one. And of course, Cody is in the TNT tournament. So that is going to be very interesting to follow. And the second contender is Chris Jericho, the champion. Um, I think he may get the shot because he may uh, ask for a rematch. For the rematch clause because he was the past champion. Third contender is Kenny Omega. Fourth contender is Jake Hager. And fifth contender is Lance Archer. Let me get on this one. I know I'm excited. I love the AEW. We're going to get this show packed as we progress. You're going to see my energy as a show and the build-ups to certain pay-per-views or certain epic nights. But one thing about Jake Hager and Lance Archer. Hager loses one match against Moxley and drops four spots. Lance Archer beats two jobbers and Cole Cabana. You're telling me Cole Cabana is a big-time win for Lance Archer? If it is, it's awesome. And I'm not going to question that. But he just got into the scene four weeks ago, and he's already knocked out Darby Allen, who is fifth at the time, who hasn't lost in a couple of weeks, who just performed great last night and two weeks ago, had a great match as well. But we're going to kick him out of the rankings because Lance Archer is 3-0 and because he has a WWE Hall of Famer and Jake the Snake Roberts as his manager, it gets him the right of the fifth rank. Do I like it that he's in the fifth ranked? No, I dispute that. I don't like it and I think the AEW is saying that Hey, we're going to use the ranking system to help promote people. But yet, if your storyline's juicy enough and we have a, a, a WWE Hall of Famer in there, you know what? We're going to help that. We're going to make that be the reason why you're number three in the rankings. Here's the reason why I think, and I agree with it. And they're building the Lance Archer and Cody storyline. And I've said this to a couple of friends of mine. I said, I already know what's going to happen. And they haven't made the announcement yet. But at double or nothing, the TNT Championship will be up for grabs against Lance Archer and Cody Rhodes. That's going to be at double or nothing. And that opens up the AEW Championship to Chris Jericho. Then you mix mix all the stuff that's going on with Matt Hardy in the situation. Matt Hardy may be going up against... One of the inner circle guys, maybe Sammy Carvara, which he kind of called out on last night. But we see the rankings 
that are supposed to be built up to equal what professional sports teams are out there in NBA, NFL, whatever. Wins and losses mean it means stuff. But if wins and losses mean so much, then Jake Hager should not drop four spots. And Lance Archer should not mysteriously be in the top five. That's why I've always said, and I wish that AEW would do this, is give us the top ten so we know where the guys are coming from. If you're going to have an opportunity where you're going to have your guy or the the guy you're going to push to beat two jobbers and all of a sudden he's in the top five, then why do we have a ranking system and just go off of what the WWE does with you know, corny storylines that are connected to, you know, stupid analytical appearances and political correctness. Let's get wins and losses back to what they mean something in the AEW. And yes, I understand why they're doing it. It's because they're pit- pushing the storyline for Lance Archer and Cody. That's why I say that at double or nothing in four weeks, Lance Archer and Cody will be going after the AEW TNT Championship on that pay-per-view. I guarantee you that's going to be announced after the semifinal matchup. So, just a word for warning. So, let's go to the rankings of the tag team division. As you know, the tag teams in the AEW are all very unique. As you know, Kenny Omega and Hangman Page are the current t- are the current AEW tag team champions. The Fur Dark Order are the first contenders, the Young Bucks are the second contenders, the best friends, third contenders, ECU, followed by the Lucha Brothers in that ranking. The tag team division is going to be very interesting. Uh, we've seen multiple tag team matches over the last couple of weeks of different player, different characters, and different uh, concepts. We see tag teams just basically coming together like Jericho and Sam Guevara, just random, a random um, tag team. They're undefeated, but they're not ranked. They're 3-0 as tag team. They're not right. So that just gets me to the point, well, do wins and losses, or do they really mean anything if we're not going to start rewarding unique tag teams on you know spontaneous matchups that win? But tag team division is kind of being put on hold a little, little bit here because of the situation that is happening around the world. To all the fans of wrestling, to the communities out there around the country and around the world that run into this podcast, I want to say thank you to every healthcare worker that is out there putting their lives on the line fighting against this invisible enemy that is called coronavirus COVID-19 that has taken a lot of lives. We do know that wrestling is an entertainment sport. We do know that wrestling is something that we love. But we have to understand the bigger picture of this as of right now. This is a fight that will last a couple of weeks to a couple of months. And maybe come back during the winter times. But one thing is for sure. Here at here at the Shooting Gallery Wrestling Podcast. Our goal is to inform you guys on news of the wrestling world. Our goal is to entertain you guys. Our goal is to make you guys feel like everything is normal. That's what we're going to do here. And I appreciate it. I want to take this moment to say thank you to all the healthcare workers the first responders, and everyone who has been associated in the ongoing battle against COVID-19, also known as the coronavirus. 
and also say, give a prayer to the ones that we've lost today and the ones that we've lost over the last couple of weeks due to this virus. For that, take a moment of silence for those individuals who are no longer with us during this tragic time in the history of our world. Thank you. With that, let's go to the second part of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, again, thank you to the healthcare workers. Without you people, you guys rock. You guys kick ass. Um, let's get to the part of the show that it's very irritating to me. The jobbers. If you don't know what a jobber is, jobber is an independent wrestler that pops up on the scene to get over, to make a big guy get over with the crowd. For instance, Bro Lee took care of Justin Long. Who's Justin Long? He's an independent guy out of Florida. And what happens? Oh, Brody Lee won. Congrats. What a shock. Uh, Warlow made his debut. He's the bodyguard of MJF. He defeated Lee Johnson. Who's Lee Johnson? Another guy. He is a jobber slash independent wrestler out of Georgia. And Kenny Omega defeated Alan Angels, Alan Angels um, last night in a very exciting match. Who's Alan Angels? He will be the next independent star signing with an AEW. Out of all the jobbers I've seen throughout the couple of weeks, especially Jose Alonso last night on TNT Dark, um, Alan Angels is the, my opinion, going to get an A&W contract. I think he deserved his chance to be on the full-time roster. But one thing I want to mention about this is that I really, I really hate top elite talent in our business or in this business going after jobbers. I know why jobbers are in the business, and I know why they are placed in different situations to get certain guys over. But if you're using all of these people to fill time on television, it's a problem. It's going to affect ratings, interest in the show, and the storylines for certain concepts that could be building up for the next pay-per-view or the next big TNT event, Dynamite or something like that. But I understand it. Were the matches bad? The matches were not bad. I understand where they're trying to get to. It wasn't god-awful. But I do know what they're trying to do. And I agree with it. But at the same time, I like to see our guys in the ring or wrestlers of the AEW in the ring against other AEW rings. But one thing that was awesome about last Wednesday night's uh, Dynamite is the intros. It's the promotions of films. You know, the cinematic part of wrestling we had great ones all throughout the night cody's intro to dynamite last night was epic describing each and every wrestler of the tnt tournament about who's going to advance their threats their what's their egos like what's their characters like it was awesome it was a great way to build up the tnt tournament i'm very I was locked into it. I was very intrigued. It was very, it was presented in a great way. It made Cody look like what Jack Snake Roberts said a couple weeks ago that Cody is becoming what he hates. Remember at WL Nothing last year, Cody destroyed the throne chair, making that throne chair being Triple H. Jake Snake Roberts is saying that you're becoming him. So this video made him send a chair from some computer screens looking at each individual wrestler. And it was taking shots slash talking about each wrestler in the tournament. It was an excellent promotion. It was an excellent build-up to a great night that will be from the TNT tournament. Um, but it's something that's 
It's very unique. And one thing I've enjoyed about Cody over his time at AEW and his time over ROH and his time in New Japan is that bro, that dude, knows how to put on a promo and sell his character. The other nice videos that we got were the inner circle, the bubbly bunch. Great segment about their separation because of the coronavirus pandemic can be cured in their partnership and the unity of their stable is still, in fact, strong because they can dance the night away. Great segment. Great build-up. Awesome. You got to see Guevara, Jake Hager, Chris Jericho, and the proud and powerful Santana and Ortiz. It was a great, great little video segment to give these characters a bigger lime, a bigger time in the limelight. And you get to see how the inner circle, it works how Jericho has created this fantastic group of different guys and egos like Jake Hager's wife not allowing him in the house because he didn't win the championship last week. Awesome. Awesome entertainment. The other video that was out last um, last month, the other video that was out that really got my heart was the Scorpio Sky video about him growing up in SoCal, watching his friends and his colleagues wanting to be firemen, Want to be uh, superheroes, want to be police officers, want to be basketball stars, football stars, whatever. Scorpio Sky wanted to be a wrestler and always wanted to be a wrestler. It's a great video. He, in 2017, he gave up wrestling and he gives all of his thanks to the fallen angel himself and ran into Chris Anderson and France Kazarian of ECU and that really got Scorpio Sky back into wrestling and it was such a good video such a good put together film and you start to see the actual character that is uh, Scorpio Sky something again more video that video adding to the build up of characters I understand why there was a lot of them this week because of the time constraints and due to that the the full rosters are not in the building but one of the favorite videos and very promotions and one of the very funny ones was the, you know, the uniqueness of the greatest heel of AEW. And that's Michael Jacob Freeman saying that his serious injury of a hangnail after gambling on matches at Dynamite two weeks ago with Sean Spears has a chance to linger for longer than just a week, maybe a couple of weeks. So, MJF, unfortunately, is MIA for a couple more weeks. Hope he gets better. We miss him. Also, Matt Hardy responds to Chris Jericho, but he took more shots at the inner circle, especially Sammy Guevara. He's telling Chris Jericho that he will find him and he will beat him and call him a hole of an ass. Something, one thing, something that I like, I've always liked about Matt Hardy is his ability to get that broken character. We also saw not broken Matt Hardy in it as well. The very good, well put together promotion to attack the inner circle. And it seems like Matt Hardy's aggression towards the inner circle will continue for the next couple of weeks, possibly teaming up with the, the, the uh, what's it, Bucks of Youth, I think he calls them, at the next pay-per-view, which is, that's right, that's right, May 23rd here at the shooting Gallery Wrestling Podcast YouTube page. 
You can watch this live stream, live reaction of Double or Nothing on May 23rd. That's in four weeks. The build-up to Double or Nothing has begun. So, with that, let's get to the groovy part of AEW Dynamite. And, of course, that's the AEW TNT Championship Tournament. The first match that kicked off the show was Sammy Guevara versus Darby Allin. Minus the ladder not breaking for Sammy Guevara's little uh, jump off the top rope, the match was very unique. You saw the abilities of Darby selling the pain, selling his injury, and Sammy Guevara using his skill and speed. Then you saw the ability of Darby Allin taking off the shoe and disabling Sammy Guevara's high-flying ability with the foot injury. This match, the Sammy Guevara vs. Darby Allen match, was the match of the night, in my opinion. It was the best match, high-flying. I am starting to see Darby Allen as more of not just this little gimmick guy. Uh, the AEW really loves this dude. Uh, guys in the back, Young Bucks, Chris, uh, Kenny Omega, uh, Cody, Tony Khan, like Darby. I really do see a push for Darby for a championship. Do I think it's a TNT championship? Uh, I don't. I think it, that's more likely than the world title at the, at the time. But I don't think he's going to be the first one holding the belt. Out of everyone that's in the tournament, out of the eight guys that came in two weeks ago, there are two guys I wanted to see have the belt. It was Sean Spears and Darby Allen. I think Sean Spears is one of the best heels in the AEW. I think he'll get a push here later. Not now, but much later. Uh, maybe in a couple months. Uh, he was when he attacked Cody Rhodes. That was a great little spin. I thought it was going to last longer than that. I think Spears is a big-time heel that is going to be a heel in this in AEW for years to come. But for Darby Allen, I do think he is a TNT champion in the making. Maybe not the first one, but I do think he will be one of the second ones to get it. And I think with the match him and Sammy Guevara, that is a nice rivalry that will stick. If these two wrestlers stay in the business, stay in AEW, this is going to be a rivalry that is just going to build and build and build until five years from now. Sammy Guevara and Darby Allen are headlining Dull or Nothing, All Out, Full Gear, Revolution, the pay-per-views of the AEW, just like how you see in every single promotion in the WWE, like we saw when The Rock and, and Stone Cold first started. When they were young, they faced each other, and they kept facing each other all the way up to the mountaintop to WWE champion status. But the main match, the main thing about AEW this week was, of course, the retirement match of Dustin Rhodes. If he loses, he was going to retire. Dustin Rhodes did not lose as he bit Keith, as he beat Kip Sabian. I bit him. Why would you bite him? He beat Kip Sabian in a very interesting match. Kip Sabian was getting all the edges early in the early going because of his speed and his ability. But Dustin Rhodes' size, power, and strength overcame everything. And he eventually grinded out to the win to win and advance in the TNT tournament. So next Wednesday night, I don't think it's been announced, but I've heard rumors that next Wednesday night is the semifinal matchups of the TNT tournament. Uh, Dustin Rhodes taking on Lance Archer. Cody versus Darby Allen be a great semifinal matchup for the chance to, my opinion, go to double or nothing for the TNT championship title. So with that... The TNT tournament was exciting, but I do think the semifinal matches would be better. And I really do think that the finals will be awesome at a pay-per-view. 
Now, what is happening outside the ring of the AEW is going to be a very interesting topic at times. This one really isn't that interesting. It was very informative. And also, in this time, I will talk about either wrestlers going from the WWE to AEW or vice versa. Or some other rooms are popping up like a surprise comeback of a superstar. But this one is basically, you know what? Let's get into podcasting. You're listening to podcasts. I'm about to tell you to listen to another podcast. Go listen to Talk is Jerk. Oh, a little bit of the bubbly. Last episode, which was Monday of this week, he talked to Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, about her experience in AEW, how she got in AEW, and why her passions are for her to stay in AEW and stay in the dentistry. It was a very good run episode, very interesting episode, but they did bring up a good point that I want to bring out here. The AEW recorded six weeks of footage in a weekend down in Orlando. Six weeks of footage. That's a lot of programming to record. And Chris Jericho, yeah, and Chris Jericho said that it was a lot of play-by-play calling. So AEW did a lot of things to trying to help during this time of the pandemic. And for that, props to AEW. I think they're going to start doing uh, not live recordings, but they're going to get close to being do have to do more matches because six weeks of, uh, of product starting to run out a little bit. But as I mean, it's going to you know, it's danger. They can you know set that up very easily. But it's a very good, interesting, and very funny, and very informative podcast. All the Chris Jericho's podcasts are like that. That's at uh, any podcast place, even the podcast you're listening to right now on their app. I guarantee you can find it. Go to the Talk is Jericho last week's or the Monday's um, show with Dr. Brent Baker, DMD. Also, a couple weeks ago, he did an interview with uh, Brody Lee, uh, and he talked about Brody Lee's exit in the WWE, what went on in the WWE, and how he got in AEW. That was also a great interview. So I'm doing a lot of plugs for Talk is Jericho right here, but it's a great, great podcast. And, of course, Jericho is La Champion of the AEW, so go give that guy some love, okay? Uh, He's one of us. So we're here at the end of the show. I told you we're going to try to get this into 30 minutes or less. I'm not going to be here talking all night about a show that lasts two hours. I really do hate podcasts out there that, hey, there's an hour show, an hour wrestling event. Let's talk for two and a half hours about it. Okay? You last it longer than the actual show. We're not going to do it here, and we're definitely not going to do it here. So with that, closing the show. Each and every single week, I will give you my heel of the week and also the ratings of the show. Our rating systems here at the Sporting Gallery uh, Wrestling Podcast is different from other ratings. We have a five-star rating with number one star being a dark match. I mean, it's a one-star event. means they suck. The match, the whole thing sucked. Opening match is a two-star. Not, It's bad, but doesn't stink. It's doable. Mid-card is a four and three star. Mitch is, you know, interesting, informative, exciting, awesome, good show. Not boring. And main event is a five-star show, which means it's the best thing on television. So what does AEW Dynamite from this week get you? Unfortunately, I have to give this a high very very high opening match i do believe there are too many video video um, promotions out there that really 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 killed the ratings for the show did i disagree with that no i understand why they're doing that Let's talk about trying to fill in time 
but the show itself, due to the current situation that's happening in the world, I understand what they're doing. I'm not mad about it, but to overall, from the Washington, D.C. Dynamite that happened a couple months ago, which is a five-star rating, this one is a force, a, a, a two-star rating. I, I, I hate to say that. I really do apologize. I do love wrestling, but a lot of these wrestling shows really have to do something to make me really go, wow, this is an awesome match. Unfortunately, that happened this time around. So who is my heel of the week? We do have a lot of good heels in the AEW, but unfortunately, the heel of the week has to go to Michael Jacob Freeman or MJF. Man, he is selling that hangnail and that injury for the last couple of weeks. Maybe he kept gambling too much. Hint, gambling. You know what gambles a lot? You know where they gamble a lot? Las Vegas. Where was Las Vegas supposed to be doing in a couple of weeks? Hosting double or nothing. Here are some questions for you. MJF has no storyline with anybody. You didn't mention the world title. Is he aiming for John Moxley at double or nothing? Well, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to the show. I am Jim Mernier, the host of the Shooting Gallery Wrestling Podcast AEW Recap. Hopefully you enjoyed the podcast. Hope you liked the short version of it. And remember to please like, share, and subscribe on YouTube at Shooting Gallery Wrestling Podcast. If you're listening to this on YouTube, you're right here. So click that subscribe button and click the bell for getting notifications. And also visit our website where it is a whole community of wrestling fans at professionalwrestlingnewsroom.com. And also follow us on Twitter at PWNSGWP. And also the my partner crime, Carlos, the wrestling movie guy, at Wrestling Movie G. With that, hope everyone has an enjoyable day. Be safe, cook food, be smart, be a good citizen to the community around us. With us together, we can defeat anything. If we're individuals, we will fall. Be safe.